You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Who or what decides your morals in 2022? Hello and welcome to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphian Video. We as humans are imperfect, so if we look to man to define our morals, we will always end up with imperfect morals. We need an external standard and we get that from the Bible and from God. As a loving father, God has defined boundaries for us to live within. And these liberate us in a way that man's rule can never do. So it's very clear when we survey humanity that we don't naturally know what is right and wrong. I'm sure that any parent would say that they need to guide their children. Um, I'm a teacher and I can assure you that uh, we have to guide pupils within our school. But the very fact that we were once those children, either as a parent or as a teacher, tells you that we're imperfect too. If you think about it, there's actually nobody out there who has it all right. We'd want them to be a world leader, wouldn't we? But of course there isn't. All of us get things wrong. None of us are perfect. Now look how clear the Bible is about this. We're going to share our screen. So hopefully you can see those verses from the Bible, which it's very, very clear that there isn't anybody who has got it all right. Now, there is an exception to that, and we're going to come on to that by the end of this talk together. But we may at this stage think, well, if we're all imperfect, let's stop worrying about morality, know what's right and what's wrong. Let's give up the search. Well, that's a cop out. But we can see that looking around us, it's simply impossible to find a perfect standard on which to base our morals. This in itself is very revealing because it also shows that each of us recognise that there is and needs to be a standard of right and wrong. So how then do we establish our moral compass? What do we look to? Who do we look to? Where do we look to to decide on what is right and what is wrong? So we could, I suppose, think to ourselves, let's go to the government. Of course, it has a point, doesn't it? We're we're glad there are laws in place. But what if you live in a country where you disagree with the laws? Who decides right from wrong? And I I mean, our government has quite recently proved, hasn't it, that actually the laws they set, they can't follow themselves. You know, so it's no point kind of looking to the government to say, look, there is the standard of right and wrong. What about the masses? Isn't that the point of democracy? But no, we realise that doesn't work either. Lot of imperfect people coming together isn't going to make a perfect standard to say that's what's right and that's what's wrong. That's not going to work either, is it then? There are countless examples through history and in the present day where the collective vote has done far more damage than good. What about the media? Journalists reflecting on society. But even our press has polar opposite views, doesn't it? On like you, you think about the sort of left wing and the right wing, just think of it as simple as that. And you realise there's no standard there that you could say, OK, there's the, the defining thing of what's right and what's wrong. What about education? 
Well, children sit in one lesson in a school and might learn about how uh, through a religious education lesson, perhaps that uh, in Christianity, they believe that the, the world was created in seven days, looking back to, to, to Genesis. Um, but then they might walk into a science lesson and be told, oh, no, no, that's nonsense. Actually, what happened is there's this big bang. And then they might walk into another lesson and say, well, actually, no, that it started with four pillars and uh, some funny shaped God or an animal God or something. Crazy. Do you see what I mean? It's utter confusion. There's no way you could say, look to education to decide what is right and what is wrong. Just on something as simple as that, it, there's conflicting things coming through. Well, what about scientists? Well, we don't want to knock all science, of course, but once again, realize it's futile to pretend that science is a moral decider. You know, Hitler's Nazi Germany was based on the science of, of trying to create the perfect race scientifically. Of course, that's incredibly extreme. But the point is, man can't be relied on it. And that's the common factor, isn't it? Man with a capital M. We are at the heart of the problem. However we look at it, in the end, we've come to realize that we need an external standard, one that comes from outside of our imperfect circumstance. Now, look how clear the Bible is about not trusting in man. So again, I've given you some verses there on the screen. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Don't put your trust in man. That's what the Bible's clear about. Because the Bible's also shown us, doesn't it, that man is imperfect. So there's no point trying to put our trust in man. And actually, so far, I think all of us surely go along with this. We can see, well, that is true. We are imperfect. There is nobody in our society that's perfect. And, and yes, isn't that interesting? The Bible's so clear about that. Well, accepting the fact that actually that's the case is very, very important because what it also does, once you realize that the Bible is true about this, the Bible is also very clear that in God, there is a perfect standard. These verses show to us that the standard of God has been shown to us through his word. Now, wonderfully too, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, showed to us that perfect standard in his life. So he could be called the word made flesh. So the word is God's perfect standard. It shows, it sets out what is right and what is wrong. The Lord Jesus Christ lived that in every aspect of his life. So he could be called the word made flesh. He never sinned. He is that one exception that I mentioned at the beginning in all of human history. Through his close relationship to God, he overcame the temptation to do wrong, to sin. And he lived a perfect life. And so then the Bible teaches that there is right and wrong. It's super clear that God's character is perfect and that we are all imperfect. We must accept that we are sinners, people that do wrong. And accepting that is crucial. God wants us to recognize it. Having the humility to stop pretending, stop kidding ourselves that we have all the answers or humanity has the answers and instead look to him as the definer of our morals, what is right and what is wrong. Well, in an effort to undermine a defined morality, Western society in particular has pushed a nonsense idea, and it's this. <clears throat> the right thing to do is to say that no one can claim what is right 
and what is wrong. Now, of course, as I've put there on the screen, there's a huge irony to that. Because if you're saying that no one can claim right or wrong, why should we listen to you? Can you see how disingenuous that idea is? There must be right and wrong simply for somebody to make that statement that no one can claim what's right and wrong. And if you're saying that, then what you're saying is what you're saying is right. Do you see? So actually, it doesn't work. We all do know there is such a thing as right and wrong. It's make-believe to pretend there's no such thing as truth. Of course there is. Even the person who wants to tell you that there are many truths is hoping that you'll believe their truth. So the question actually is, what is the truth? Well, the Bible claims to be truth. Is there evidence to believe it? Yes, absolutely. There's clear evidence. Is there reason to believe it? Yes, absolutely. It's compelling if you're willing to give some time to look at it. It's a guide for our lives. It gives us hope for the future. It's wonderful. The Lord Jesus Christ said, the truth is what sets you free. Well, perhaps one of the reasons we don't want to clearly define morals it's because we don't want to come across as exclusive. Do you, do you know that feeling? And perhaps that's what we see in the, the world in which we live, a sense of, well, we don't want to be exclusive. So the best thing to do is just to say, there's no such thing as truth. Anything can go. Well, part of that, I suppose, is a sense of wanting to be liked. We hope that by saying everyone should choose their own way, we're being non-judgmental and super loving. But one writer made a good point about the apparent conflict uh, for some in understanding how freedom is not simply to do what you like. The, the way that they put it is this. If you put a fish in a lake, so you speak to this fish in a lake and say to this fish, you know, do you know, you're in this lake, but you're missing out on so much. Let me take you from this lake and show you the mountains and the forests. Come with me, okay? And he took this fish out of the lake and wandered off around the world with this fish. That poor fish is gonna die. The point is this, the fish will die if we don't honor the reality of its nature. Tell a parent to give a child absolute freedom. If that child ends up at the edge of a motorway, was that really such a good idea? Tell a teacher to give a class absolute freedom. They can choose to do whatever they want all day, every day. Is that such a good idea? Of course it's not. Of course we recognize that as a parent, it's right that you teach a child right from wrong. As a teacher, you would do the same. And what the Bible is making clear is God as a loving father knows what is right and wrong for us and puts that into the Bible to show us the truth of what it is that he would want from us, what is right and what is wrong. Why would we pretend that freedom is to do whatever we like? It's not. It's chaos. It's confusion. We need boundaries and the slightest bit of thought shows that. Well, God, as a loving father, has set clear boundaries. He's defined right and wrong as he divided light from darkness 
at the beginning of time. He knows that if we live by those standards, ultimately, it will be better for us. Of course, we're all imperfect. We all make mistakes. We sin. But if we just decide to completely go our own way, we're in a mess which ends in death and no hope. The Christadelphians, whilst imperfect in every way, are trying to hold on to God's standards, which he so clearly defined for us in the Bible and shown to us as through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You think about that reading from 2 Timothy chapter 3, which says there, all scriptures given by inspiration of God, it's given by God, that's what the Bible is, okay? And it's there to teach, okay, to show us right from wrong, it's there. Well, our fellowship as a community of Christadelphians is a community which lives as individuals bound by God's word. We don't say it doesn't matter. You can believe what you like and live how you like, make up values to suit you. You see, for Christadelphians, rather than see that standard in God's word as a constraint, we see it as a truth, a truth which liberates. So it's a privilege to try to follow the example that the Lord Jesus Christ set. And anybody who spends any time learning about the Lord Jesus Christ would learn that it's the most wonderful example to try to follow. Everything we know about him is lovely. What a good thing to try to follow that standard. It's so obvious how much better our society would be if we put his teaching into practice. He's the only perfect person to have walked this earth. He's the leader that we want. So our message this morning Embrace the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop kidding yourself that you, or anybody else for that matter, has the answers. You and I are imperfect. Hence the Bible says, it's not in man to direct his steps. It's not in us. Morality, right and wrong, is God's standard. So we should put our trust in God. God does not change. He is the rock on which we can build our lives and guide our families. And what's more, although it's a subject for another time, as you read your Bible, you'll come to learn more of God. And you'll realize that he has a wonderful plan and purpose for all those who choose his ways. So let God be the definer of your morals. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt.org. F at cdvideo.org.
If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen. Thank you.